Hello, and welcome to another episode of Choices. This is an amazing series where I get to bring on incredible people like Portia Jackson. Portia, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I am so delighted. Now, for those of you listening, I have had the privilege of getting to know Portia uh, throughout some of the work we do in a mastermind that we're in together. And I also want to say masterminds are amazing and a great place to meet and connect. When I heard a little bit about uh, Portia's story, of course, I had to ask more questions. And as soon as I heard more, I knew I had to bring her to you. So without further ado, I would like to share with you her and her story. So welcome, Portia. Thank you for joining me. Um, I would love for you to start off with where you're at today. Yeah. So where I'm at today is I run a financial life coaching practice or business. I haven't decided what I'm going to call it yet, but it's financial life coaching. It's called Hello Portia. And I work with small business owners and entrepreneurs and helping them to create the financial foundation foundations to fund their fulfilled life. And apparently I like a lot of F's. In there, so. <laughs> a lot of them. I love it. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, and so when someone hears that, they're like, wow, I can, I can already see the wheels turning of the women who are listening to this saying, okay, so I see series seven, I see this, I see that, I don't know what else. Uh-huh. And really, honestly, they just know the tip of the iceberg. So um, how did we get to this point today? I know like we've talked about before, lots mm-hmm. of choices. Lots of choices. So I mean, literally my resume, I don't even use a resume anymore, but if I did, it would be probably eight pages and it would have to be like um, an infographic because it has so many twists and turns and like left hooks and like, oh, I didn't see that coming type of thing. And I think my parents are still a little bit confused about what it is that I do, but that's okay. Um, They still get presents every Christmas. So um, I guess the easiest way to figure out how I got here is kind of do one of those like time jumps. So if you're a This Is Us fan, we're going to jump back in time here and um, start with, I started off as an engineer. That was my trade. I went to, uh, you know, school master, uh, did my bachelor's, master's, PhD in aerospace engineering, worked in that field for about five years. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. But keep in mind, the entire time I was doing that, I've always had something on the side. Like ever since college, there was always something. I was either online teaching, I was trading options. Um, What else did I do? It was, it was always something like there was always one foot or I had like three feet and there's always another foot doing something. Three feet. Right? <laughs> yeah. So that. one of those things was I've always loved financial planning and like money and just like, how does money work? Like, how do you get more of it? Like um, I had my first mutual fund when I was like 18, you know, that type of thing from a door knock from a door hanger, Edward Jones. I don't remember his name, but it, I knew it was on the door. My mom's like, oh, you might be interested in this. Cause I just was always reading books about personal development and money. So, right. and I mentioned that because all the twists and turns, I think are still connected by like a common thread. And I can look back at my life from when I can first remember life, money has always been there. And not like with a, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, Scrooge or, you know, the Grinch or anything around it. It was just something that was interesting to me. Um, Like I had my own envelope system when I was like six, and this was before I knew about envelope systems. But to me, logically, it made sense. Like I'm I'm making money. I'm going to divide it up. My dad used to take loans from me, right? Like I was like eight, like, and I knew about interest. I was like, you want $10? You're paying me back 15. Um, So that just, was my thing but anyway so I can just see uh, like on your door your bedroom door payday loans by probably it would not surprise me I was that I was the only child very precocious like very much older than like my age like at all times um I was the one in college like anybody want to just go home and watch like law and order like no we're doing the club again fine Uh, and I was just I just it just wasn't me but I did it because I felt like that's what you're gonna do right I love it (laughs) but anyway um so 
let's see. So I was doing the engineering thing, but it was one of those like Sunday night dread, like, oh, I work tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm like in my late twenties, like I'm way too early to do this. Yeah. Um, there has to be something else out there. And so I was doing all these like courses on financial planning at my church with my sorority and the community. And I always like to be the best at whatever it is that I'm doing and really get into depth with that. So I was like, I'm going to get a certification in this because books can only take you so far. Then when I was in the classes, I was doing really well because again, it kind of just came naturally to me because I enjoyed it, right? Like when you enjoy something, you can spend a lot of time doing it. And that's kind of like, to me, a bit clue of like, you're in the right spot because you kind of have to tear yourself away from doing it. Um, And it was fine. I was like in the zone. Like I was just there and I was like, okay, I got this. So I'm like, well, if you're going to do this, you might as well get certified, which entailed taking a test and all this stuff. And it, but the kicker, and this is like the first big choice that I think I had to make was getting certified meant three years of experience. There's no way I can get three years of experience when I'm working full-time as an engineer. So the first thing was, well, how do we make up for the dramatic drop in income from engineering into financial planning? Um, and I was like, great, I'll do like an online business. I had already started a podcast at this point because one of my mentors had a podcast and was raking in the dough. I was like, great, I'll do that. Different demographics, a lot of things about online business I had no idea about. So I had this really popular podcast. It was called Working Motherhood. We, I don't do it anymore, but you might be able to Google and find something. And But I didn't know how to monetize it. So came the next choice. People are like, just be a coach. Just coach working moms. I'm like, all right, well, if I'm going to be a coach, me being me, I probably should be certified. So I was in this coach certification program. And uh, I realized I was the one that really got into the tech, the ads, the funnel building, like the online presence stuff. Everybody else was just like, okay, well, let me see like how I feel about this client. I'm like, build the ad. And that's how you'll feel because the client's going to sign up. Right. And so I ended up doing that service for a lot of them. And that was just a big like light bulb moment of I'm not really like a coach, so to speak. I am a strategist and I'm a, you know, a marketing strategist because I liked it and it came easy. So that's when that took a direction and change, closed down working motherhood, um, became like this online ad strategist that was all over the place. I was like, I need to niche down, decided to niche down into financial planners because I was one at this point. I got my certification because, you know, I like those degrees and all the stuff on the wall. Um, And I've been doing that for the last two years, but then it just got to a point where I'm like, this is, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into something that is not what I know to be my true calling from the beginning of, I don't want to say time, but I would say at least the last 12 years, I've known that my thing that I wanted to kind of hang my hat on is, um, a personal brand around incorporating the mindset, the personal finance, your um, personality, business, multiple streams of income all into one. Cause it was very rare to see all of those in one place. And I wanted to be that person. So I just now made that transition. I've been doing this for, um, you know, last couple of months, I still have the agency, but I'm ramping that down as I'm building this up, but the way I'm doing it, it's just so like in flow and like easy, like I've gotten clients and it's just like, it doesn't feel like it's an uphill battle because again, it feels like it's, huh, I like this. Like I enjoy doing all things related to this. Whereas with the agency stuff, it was just getting like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it in five minutes. Like, you know, <laughs> setting timers on um, A-L-E-X-A. I can't say the name. I know, I know. Go off, right. Um, like, okay, I'm going to work when that goes off. So it's just, yeah so many different changes from engineering to financial planning, to podcasting, to note you're an agency owner. Nope. You're an agency owner for advisors. Now you're a financial life coach because what you were building out for them, you're just going to build out for yourself. So that's where we are right now. I'm sure there's many more to come, but. 
I love it. I mean, I think everybody listening is going to say, wow, you know, there's so many things we could do and yeah. get certified and moving forward oh, like that execution of it. Like how long did it take you to, to go to school and then start practicing and then being hired as an aeronautical, aeronautical engineer? Well, that doesn't happen overnight. Like, so we just condensed all this time, but you couldn't have, you know, you couldn't be where you're at today had you not done that first. And so it's the implementing of it. It's going to do the thing, going to be the life coach, going to be the, the, the agency owner that helped you make that next choice, take that next turn with confidence and knowing that this yeah. is the next step. Yeah. The confidence thing. So little, <laughs> little note about that. So I yes, know. I've always done it. Have I always done it with confidence? Not necessarily. There's been a lot of doubt. Um, I don't want to say regret in the time it feels like regret, but then it's like you talk yourself back into like a positive state because, you know, you have your powerful state and then you have like your, um, what is it, like the, the struggling state or whatever, if you're a Tony Robbins fan, I yeah. might've gotten that wrong. But the point is, um, there's been a lot of like second guessing, like, oh my gosh, like, um, and I think I posted this in our mastermind group. It was like that little scene from Tangle where she finally leaves, Rapunzel finally leaves the tower and she's with Flynn Ryder and they're just like, oh, this is the best day ever. It's like, oh, I'm such a terrible person. Like that literally has been at some point after each change, because I think it's, we're, we know what we know and we're, we know what's comfortable. And so yeah. going after something that's different and new while you know it feels right, can still be very scary. Leaving engineering, even though I knew it was like sucking the soul out of me, it provided a very steady paycheck. Every Thursday, engineering automatically got way better, right? Yep. Because I had got that direct <laughs> deposit. I'm like, not so bad today. But by Tuesday, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like seriously, like I'm still here. Um, then going into you know financial planning, I went to uh, one of the bigger names to start that and I left after eight, after eight months. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I so regret leaving engineering. It was a nice stable job. They had me out here trying to sell people who are already rich. Those aren't the people I really want to help. Like it was just a lot of um, doubt, second guessing, like, did I do the right thing? Did I rush this? I didn't go according to plan, but then it's always worked itself out too. So, you know. So in that moment, because I think that all of us get to that point. And so in that moment, how did you turn that second guessing self-doubt in the moment regret to now I know that it was the right step where I can turn it to confidence. Uh, just by keeping going, like just continuing on, like there was a reason that I switched in the first place, right? Like I think we tend to, as humans, like romanticize the past and it's just like, oh, you know, it was a steady paycheck. It was easy. Or I had the podcast and like people loved it and we had an active group. And I'm like, yeah, you made a total of like maybe $700 from that. Like, and you spent a lot of hours, my hours, my husband was my editor. Like we spent a lot of time doing it. And it's just like, oh, I can't believe I left it. I'm like, but you left it for something that made money online. Right. right. So it's just like these, you have to kind of like bring in like the logical part, which is me. I live in like the logic, like I'm way left brain, way like logic, analytical base. But sometimes when the emotions take over, you actually do need to go to the other side of the brain and realize there's a reason you did this. Right. It's like the friend who always ends up like, um, going back to like the bad dude. It's just like, you left him because he was a jerk. And then you romanticized all the things about him. You went back and you're surprised that he's still a jerk. Like, Right. Like it just doesn't make sense. And so for me, that's what it was. One, I couldn't really go back to engineering one. Cause I was prideful <laughs> and two, I was just like, no, like this is it. Like you just got to figure this out and keep going. And I, it did, it happened in incremental steps. Like the biggest thing I wanted on engineering was I needed flexibility. I have three kids. My oldest one has special needs. She has like 15 hours of therapy a week. So it's like corporate wasn't really going to work. 
uh, when I did the financial planning. I'm like, I can't be running around all, all town in, in like these heels, which again, I have like a, a two minute limit on heels, which is ironic because I used to do pageants, but I was like, it was easy. You go out sta- on stage, you do one loop around in your heels, you go off stage and you take them off. That doesn't mean I like living in heels, right? Um, so I, I, there's certain things I just needed from life, but at the same time, I still needed the income. My husband has a very good job, but at the same time, I just have this belief probably from childhood that I just need to make I need to make money. I can't just fill those envelopes. (laughs) Yeah. I got to fill the envelopes. Right. So it's always worked. Maybe not the way I wanted it to, but it's like, you know, sometimes you have to just stop and be like, "Hmm, way to go. P. Right. Like you're out of corporate, you're out of, you got certified, you have your flexibility. You're making more than what you were making in either of your corporate jobs. Um, You're not making a gazillion dollars a month online. Like everybody says you can do if you buy just this one product. Um, But you know, you're on your way. Agreed. Silver yes. bullets do not exist. <laughs> and every single, every single strategy plan, method, process, whatever it might be, is valuable. However, it is also how we use it. And you yeah. know, just like I have a James Beard cookbook, but I have yet to be to win the James Beard Award yeah. for my dishes. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, and that's the other thing. Like I was like a um a sucker for a good sales page because I just had a lot of doubt with you know those steps too, of like, oh, maybe I don't know this, but this person must have the answer. And then it's just like, before you know it, you're just collecting so much that you're now confusing yourself and slowing yourself down because you have way too much to consider. Um, and so that was part of it too. Right. True. And so, so yeah, so some good advice that I had long ago, and I'm sure you've heard the same thing. And I don't even know who it said it originally, but my sales manager gave it to me uh, 20 plus years ago saying, you got to take put a postage stamp. That's how many names you can put on there to who you're going to take advice from. Yep. And you got to put your own name on there too. Yeah. And it's true because if you have too many people, they're going to start, you know, saying conflicting things or different ideas and it could work for them, but maybe they have a different type of lifestyle than you do. Like I have one mentor that's just like, Hey, you just got to be in there private messaging everybody like three, four hours a day. I was just like, I don't have time to do that. I have kids like, no, I'm not, that's not what I want to do. Um, so you had to kind of eventually figure out and make it your own. Agreed. I definitely have strategies and systems and processes. And so do you. And so does, uh, so does everybody who's done anything to any extent. Yeah. However, as the caveat to all that, it's, you know, be the water, right? Like the water always wins. Ask my basement. Yeah. <laughs> water always wins. It yeah. finds a way. So if it's not this, it's not that, or if it's some juncture therein. And so allowing yourself to make those choices to to actually run it through the filter of what do I want from this life? You know, we don't yeah. get do overs, you know, there isn't yeah. like, you know, it's not Ma- super Mario brothers where it's like, Oh, I get another life or I get to reset. Right. It's just not like that. So yeah. feel it. So, and this is, I guess my next question is of all these switches and pivots and choices that you've made, which are so inspirational and so, so thankful that you're sharing. Um, Cause I, I can feel the other women on the other side being like, <laughs> hey, you know, like yeah. everything from like the pageants to the only child to the envelopes to the books reading and the certifications. Like I, I know this is them feeling it. So yeah. what you're sharing it, but my neck, my question is how do you know, or what has been a trigger? Or is there a pattern that you've noticed over time that has been that switch where you're like, okay, I'm going to make this choice over that choice. Yeah. I think it just becomes when like, um, the discontentment, I think that's a word, uh, I majored in engineering, not in English. So <laughs> just roll with me here, but it becomes so much that you can't like stuff it down anymore. Like engineering was getting to the point where I'm just like, 
yes, I got promoted. I was on maternity leave. Yes. They gave me a raise when I was on Facebook at work. (laughs) I was like, I'm so glad I rearranged my desk so you can't They're like, Oh, you're working again. I was like, close. Um, you know, but it, it just got to that point where I was just like, I just know I'm meant for something more. And, um, it's just time for me to do something else. Same thing with working motherhood. And I think I could have made that transition a little bit different, but it was time to make a transition. Cause I'm like, you know, we're spending hours on this. Like this is so much work and we're not, the whole point of it was to like generate revenue and we weren't like something has to change. Um, same thing when I was doing, um, the, the ads, it was just like, I'm just doing so much, so many, like everything is starting from scratch. This doesn't make sense to me as a business owner. Like this is not how smart businesses are run. Something has to change. So I niched down. And then it got to the point with the agency part where I was like, this is not the lifestyle I want. I don't want to be up to 2 a.m. And then getting, I think, three hours of sleep because the sleep calculator is like, this is the optimal time to go to sleep, to wake up because I have another project due for people who don't appreciate it anyway, because clients are going to be clients. Um, I was like, it's time to make a switch into what I want to do. And it, it just, that discontentment was just so much that it was just like, I can't ignore it anymore. And it doesn't at this point make logical nor emotional sense. It's time to do something else. Now this time, and again, I think you learn from every choice you make. So as someone who always wants to get everything right, um, I've learned from that. So it's like, you know, going back to the podcast, there probably was a way for me to figure out how to monetize it while I shifted into something else. So I'm taking that lesson learned because I probably would have done that different. And now I'm applying that to what I'm doing now. I'm not just shutting down the agency and be like, see you guys, like whatever. Um, Cause that is my moneymaker right now, but I've figured out how to work it out for a way temporarily it has an end date that's still going to fulfill what I need it needed to do financially, but still allow me the time to build up and kind of make this pivot of this new choice, I would say, um, in a way that feels aligned, that takes the pressure off. I have to make money, I have to take money, I have to make money type of thing. Yep, exactly. And it's just going to be this like beautiful like ecosystem of like this is what I do. Hey, this is what Porsche does and it goes from there while I slowly ramped on that. And so I just say that to say, like, you really can't mess it up. Like whatever choice you make is the choice that you make. Um, It's just that if you do feel like you would have done it different, learn the lesson and apply it to the next thing or else that lesson is going to come up again and it might be bigger and harsher the next time around. That's right. If the (laughs) the universe doesn't get your attention the first time, it will make it more painful. Yeah. (laughs) Do get your attention. Yes. I love it. And so that feels like a big nugget, a golden nugget of advice. And so the women that are listening to this are probably like I shared with you at some precipice saying, you know, left or right. And which way do I choose? Um, are there tools that you use speaking to the logical side of your brain? Like, you know, I, I recommend, you know, a Ben Franklin, right. You know, do a T-bar positives, negatives, pros, cons, good, bad. Let's list it out. Sometimes it's not as ugly as we think. Um, what are there any tools that you've used in the past spreadsheets? Um, (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, I I definitely love the pros cons list, um, because then it really just kind of takes it out of your mind and like, it just makes it a little bit more logical. Um, you know, and I think that helps with a whole bunch of things too. Um, our marriage counselor told us to do that with the chores where I'm like, I feel like I'm doing everything. And so we listed it all out. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not doing everything, but 80% of it is still a lot. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I do the pros and cons. And then um, my personal beliefs is, is rooted in Christianity. Um, I don't necessarily use, I, I'm a Christian, but I don't know, American Christianity kind of rubs you the wrong way sometimes, but that's another conversation. But I'm I do- intrigued. I have to I have to know more. 
<laughs> yes. Um, but I do pray a lot. I do. I do. I typically do some type of fast before I go into like a major type of decision, um, mm-hmm. just because I feel like, um, it just helps me get that clarity of like, okay, maybe I need to stop and listen for the things I'm praying for versus like the typical, okay, I'm going to pray. And then I'm off doing the rest of my life, which is super busy and hectic. It's like, well, if you pray and you don't wait to hear an answer, that's like a one-sided conversation, probably not going to get what you're listening for if you don't actually stop to listen. So fast helped me to actually just kind of um, stop and listen. And it doesn't have to be anything hardcore. It's anything like one day. I think the longest one I've done was like a three-day water fast. Um, I've done like 21 day fast where I'm just doing like, you know, no meats, no sweets, no alcoholic treats, you know, there's different ways that you can do this. Um, but that usually helps me too. I love it. And throughout, I mean, I, I took some graduate classes in theology and throughout all religions and all faiths, fasting is a part of becoming clear. Um, yes. it just, it's just removing all distractions, even like yes. light sound, you know, going in, like if you've ever been to a monastery or these types of places, it is dark and cold, (laughs) but it just relieves us of having to make decisions, right? The clothes are the same. The meals are not (laughs) like just water. You don't have to think about it. And it's, it allows us to have that clarity and to listen. Yeah. Being quiet is something that we don't often do in today's modern era. I mean, right. We used to have one telephone in the house, one TV in the house when I was growing up and, um, or no TV sometimes, or there's lots of years where my parents are like, the idiot box, get that out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is a, another thing. You're talking about like tools. This is almost like an anti-tool is anytime I've had the most growth in my business has been when I've taken social media off of my phone. Um, because what happens is you start Googling or researching and, you know, or Facebooking and Facebook being Facebook, you can just think about a cruise to Greece. And the next thing you see is an ad about <laughs> a Greek cruise, right? Or the Mediterranean cruise or something. Totally. Yeah. So, um, I will now be getting ads for Greek. Yeah, right. Right. It's like they're listening. Um, but the thing is it takes away that noise. And for me, I often, um, battle with, or I don't say battle, I'm getting better at not comparing myself to others. But what happens when you start Googling, um, financial coaches or how do you know, like, what's the best way to do this? All of a sudden you your now your newsfeed is flooded with all these ads and coaches who might've been doing this for years. And you're just like, my email list is like 13 people. This person has like 20,000 followers. I'm not good enough. Or maybe this is not the white, the right way to go. Right. Or like with my, when I did my agency, all of a sudden now I'm seeing all these different agencies who work with financial advisors. I'm like, what the heck? Like, where were they before? Right. But it's the algorithm. The algorithm is going to show you things that you've been Googling, which tends to be, if you're new and you're starting off, you're going to think like, wow, I'm just like a small fish in like this huge pond. Whereas really Facebook is playing with your mind and um, giving you the things that you've been looking for. So I take off social media because I, I know my triggers and it, it help it. It's like a water slide into the pool of comparisonitis. I'm not good enough. Like what's the point type of thing. But I'm like, if I clear out all of that noise, I even did this with the mastermind. I was in everybody was on Voxer talking about, Oh, I closed, you know, 50 clients this month. And I'm just like, man, my goal was, was 10. I got 11. I should be happy about that. But now I'm like, crap, they did 50. That's not so good. And it's like, well, that's not helping me. So I just silence all that. I get in my silo. I do what I'm know what I'm supposed to do. And I just, yeah. I feel like I'm in a healthy place and happy with what I'm doing. Then maybe I can kind of bring it back. A phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal advice in your silo, <laughs> get in your happy place. Yeah. Don't have the push notifications. Yeah. And then one thing, I mean, you have, you are a ninja with so many things 
Facebook ads being one of them. So you intimately understand the algorithm from a mastery and a dashboard side as oh, well yeah. as the recipient side. And I don't, I, I think that so many people just don't even understand that the algorithm is designed to take over, you know, literally Times yeah. Square without you realizing that you are looking at a Times Square that is designed just for you. Just for you. And just I mean, if we you. haven't seen that work in society in the last couple of years, then what, I don't know what a better example is, right? Everybody thinks, everybody thinks like them. And it's just like a uh, newsflash. They do not. I mean, even just, I mean, in the last year, so many different, we won't say them out loud because goodness gracious, but yes, different global events in many ways, national and global events. And I've had friends, close friends, family even say, well, didn't you see this? It's all over my newsfeed. I'm like, my love, I'm going to give you a documentary (laughs) to watch. I'm going to give you some, we'll talk next week. And let me, and let me know if, why I have not seen the same things you've seen. (laughs) Yes, your newsfeed is biased. And then it's a, a very shocking reality when you step out into the real world and realize there's a lot of things outside of Greek cruises. Like you can, there's Mexico, there's Alaska, there's like, what, five or six other continents, right? So it's just like, oh, five okay. at least. it's like, don't just like set yourself up to win, you know, like know what your triggers are. If you know, like, okay, I actually don't know how to set up the tech find one person to follow that will help you set up the tech. If you're like, I hate sales. I don't know what to do with sales. Make it feels icky. Do what Renee tells you to do, right? <laughs> like just do like one thing that, that's going to move that part of your thing and then move on to the next thing. Cause if one, it, again, if you try to do all of it at once, you're going to get like so confused and overwhelmed, which is going to stop the progress. And then two, if you're trying to Google everybody and everybody's ways of doing it, now you're going to see everybody doing what you think you might want to be doing. You're going to take yourself out of the game before you even get into it. Boom. And you have performed uh, at so many levels at a high level, right? From pageants to 2006 time, person of the year. Look it up. up. (laughs) So you don't get those kind of accolades by just being okay at things. And so once you have the skills, the logical side is down. Like I know how to do this. I know how to do the thing. Then it's the mind game. And this is why I love your, you know, this next evolution of your brand is that it addresses both sides because I mean, you know, you got a guy top of the ninth, three bases, you know, loaded, He's got, it's not about, can he hit a home run? It's right. what's in his head right now. That's going to either, that's going to block that flow. Yeah, absolutely. And you have definitely had that, that mindset. So I can't wait to take all of your courses and share them with the world. And so make sure that if you're listening to this, click the links that go with this video. And I know you're already in love with Portia. Now just follow, <laughs> follow the chain. <laughs> Her funnel will take you gently. Yes. Show you the way. <laughs> Yes, it's a friendly funnel. It should it help is. with your algorithm. It is friendly. And so I thank you so much. Um, and of all the things we spoke about today, are there any last pieces of advice if you're looking at the woman who is watching this going, oh, you know, biting her nails kind of thing, worried and wondering, how can I make this all work? What would be some advice you might impart? Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is just get moving. Um, I think someone gave me the analogy before of like a parked car. It's just like, okay, you're, you know, do you take North street? Do you take South street? It's just like, well, if you're trying to get to like, I don't know, LA to DC, eventually that street's going to lead you to something. Even if you took the wrong way, it's going to lead you to another highway that can get you to DC. But if you stay parked in your garage, you can't go anywhere. So if you're thinking about, I don't know which way, what to do, which way to go, is this going to be the right thing? If you get moving, that's how you'll know if it's the right thing or not. If it feels like it's too much of an uphill battle, change directions and go in that direction. But you got to get moving. Mic drop. <laughs>
Boom. I love it. We'll end it with that. Thank you all so much for listening today. Thank you, Portia, for coming and sharing your wisdom and your choices along your amazing journey. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun.